Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 1 Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on her law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 12 through 26. If you heed these ordinances by diligently observing them, the Lord your God will maintain with you the covenant loyalty that he swore to your ancestors. He will love you, bless you, and multiply you. He will bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground, your grain and your wine and your oil, to the the increase of your cattle and the issue of your flock, in the land that he swore to your ancestors to give you. You shall be the most blessed of all peoples, with neither sterility nor barrenness among you or your livestock. The Lord will turn away from you every illness, all the dread diseases of Egypt that you experienced, He will not inflict on you, but he will lay them on all who hate you. You shall devour all the peoples that the Lord your God is giving over to you, showing them no pity. You shall not serve their gods, for that would be a snare to you. If you say to yourself, These nations are more numerous than I, how can I dispossess them? Do not be afraid of them. Just remember what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and and to all Egypt. The great trials that your eyes saw, the signs and wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out. The Lord your God will do the same to all the peoples of whom you are afraid. Moreover, the Lord your God will send the pestilence against them, till even the survivors and the fugitives are destroyed. Have no dread of them, for the Lord your God, who is present with you, is a great and awesome God. The Lord your God will clear away these nations before you little by little. You will not you will not be able to take to make a quick end of them, otherwise the wild animals would become too numerous for you. <clears throat> but the Lord your God will give them over to you and throw them into a great panic until they are destroyed. He will hand their kings over to you and you shall blot out their name from under the heavens. No one will be able to stand against you until you have destroyed them. The images of their gods you shall burn with fire. Do not covet the silver or the gold that is on them or take it for yourself because you could be ensnared by it. For it is abhorrent to the Lord your God. Do not bring an abhorrent thing to your house, or you will be set apart for destruction like it. You must utterly detest and abhor it, for it is set apart for destruction. Colossians chapter 4, verses 7 through 17. Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. He is a beloved brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord. I sent him to you for this very purpose, so that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts. 
He is coming with Onesimus, the faithful and beloved brother who is one of you. They will tell you everything that they will tell you everything about us here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justus, greets you. These are the only ones of the circumcision among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have been a comfortable comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you. He is always wrestling in his prayers on your behalf so that you may stand mature and fully assured in everything that God wills. For I testify for him that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greets you. Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters in Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. And when this letter has been read among you, have it read also in the church of the Laodiceans and see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, see that you complete the task that you have received in the Lord. Good morning and welcome to the 13th Friday after Pentecost. Uh, This morning's readings uh, are from the first psalm, uh, followed by a selection from Deuteronomy and then uh, the letter of Paul to the Colossians. Um, and the the reading from Deuteronomy is um, narrative, uh, but it it's, it reads almost like prophetic literature. Do this, and God will abide by His covenant, and do that, and God won't. Um, and it's also the includes the promises of uh, obedience to the covenant uh, about. Uh, multiplying about not being barren um, and also um, conquering Israel's enemies before them as long as they continue to keep God's precepts Um, and then the reading from Colossians is just kind of a goodbye uh, a passage of of final greetings um, and he's, Paul is like dropping names to kind of build a connection with the people in uh, Colossia or Colossus, I can't remember. Um, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense standing on its own. Um, you know, he's, you know, he's clearly got a rapport with them and he's kind of, we're kind of listening into this conversation. Um, you know, he's mentioning all these people that they know um, and kind of going off about like you know personal matters um, but what it does show at least um, somewhat is um, the the need for um, having a good strong unit or team or or, or community um, Paul uh, even though uh, you know he he likely writes these letters uh, by himself and he's kind of the 13th apostle that everybody knows of and thinks of um, he doesn't do this alone Um, there's always a group um, that makes the work of someone like Paul possible Um, and there's always a a community that produces these these letters and this um, I mean you know the, the kingdom of God it isn't just one apostle it's not just Jesus Jesus 
called 12 to him, even though Jesus doesn't, you know, really need uh, 12 students or disciples. Um, and there's a saying uh, in the military, you know, you're not going to get anything done on your own. There's no lone wolves. Um, there's some other, like, funny saying about that. I can't remember. Um, but you're, you're conditioned repeatedly in the infantry to never go anywhere without a buddy at the very least. Um, but that, uh, you know, you don't become separated from your unit. Don't, you know, kind of bust down doors thinking you're hot shit because it's probably going to get you killed or someone else killed. Um, I mean, that was the main uh, objection to The Hurt Locker, this movie about this, you know, based on a real person who suffered real consequences for her, his depiction. Um, but this this character, Blaster One, just kicks down doors looking for some a team member. I can't remember. But, I mean, it's total horseshit. And ev- every single person I've ever spoken to in the military community has hated that movie, even though it won uh, Best Picture and all this stuff. Like, we're sitting over here scratching our heads like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, the community that produces the kind of narrative that kind of narrative um, is looking at that story and saying, that doesn't make sense. We didn't produce that. Um, and that's also part of what Paul is doing here and, and the insurance that community can kind of provide. So, you know, maybe not everybody in the church in uh, Colossia knows Paul, but Paul is saying, look, you know these people and they know me, they work with me. Um, this is how you can trust me. Um, the, um, you know, the 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 reassurance of numbers, I think, is also something that the military teaches and provides, as well as the the the, mil- the church um, relying on as well. You know, for, all the way from God, who is uh, three persons, to uh, the early, uh, you know, Jesus and his twelve apostles, and now the body of Christ, which is singular form of speaking of this great multitude of people who uh, believe that Jesus is the Son of God and raised from the dead and etc etc um, there are no individual Christians there's a Christian body within which trying to be Christian makes sense um, and anything short of that any any time when you think that um, grace or God or anything comes exclusively and only, uh, to one person, uh, I think you're setting yourself up for um, for folly. A prayer for the unity of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, Give us grace seriously to lay to heart the great dangers we are in by our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatever else may hinder us from godly union and concord. That, as there is but one body and one spirit, one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, so we may be all of one heart and of one soul united in one holy bond of truth and peace, of faith and charity, and may with one mind and one mouth glorify you through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.